Well, let's talk a little bit about um, about the influences for this particular piece. Okay. I mean, I could think of Cage's piano music. I could think of Henry Cowell. I could think of all sorts of people. But yeah. for you personally, with this piece, was there any composers that you were thinking about when you were writing it, or? Um, yeah, just well, a lot of things, all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to. Um, well, well, actually, I was I was here for the opening of the gallery out here last Friday, and like Norman's music, actually, like the, the idea of like sound walk and kind of um, field recordings mm -hmm. was something that entered uh, entered my brain at some point. Um, and but also the the actual um, the the sculptures too had a lot of they're all made of different materials. They're like metal, wood, mm -hmm. felt, and ceramics and there was something about like just all the parts uh, and just the shapes and the parts and how they are kind of surprising they look different from different angles and so that's the thing I was thinking about mm -hmm. to um, I've also um, been there's like a, a there's a writer I'm really into named Ann Carson and she like she's she's a classicist but she like kind of puts everything in kind of a in a like uh, it's it's all still like words and kind of poetry, but it's just like I love how she like still uses words and a piece of paper, but it it's just something very different. So I think I was trying to do I was like this is a piano. I don't want it to be like not a piano, but I want it to also just look a little different on paper. Um, and then yeah, I've been I've also been listening to um, Chad Taylor's solo album, and then also recorded here at Experimental yeah. Sound Studio. Yeah, yeah, um, very nice recording. That's been something that's in my head, and then um, and yeah, some some other some other albums. Great. So there's like, all yeah. sorts of it's just thing. Yeah, the visual art world from literary art world. That's really nice. Yeah. Really beautiful. Um, well, let's go back a little bit. Um, you were born and raised in Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Could talk about your early experiences in Austin with music. Do you have a musical family? Were you encouraged to study piano early on, or was this something that you found on your own? Or? Yeah, well, it's it's a strange journey. I I didn't know I was going to be talking about it today, but so, anyway, <laughs> we don't have to. It's talk not about well. It. It's like um, so. No, it's it's cool. Like uh, I actually like I I didn't want to play piano as a kid, and eventually, but eventually, I was just like, oh, there are like all kinds of sounds, and I I feel like I'm still feeling like this. It's like. Um, all the piano can, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very, like, I, I love the piano, but I, there are so many things I don't like about the piano, too, and just trying to find that I don't like space. moving pianos very much. Oh, you That's have to move pianos? For me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, or the fact that it's immovable, you can't yeah. back it up, you know, um, and like, yeah, um. and they're, so anyway, but, um, but yeah, I always, yeah, I, I, I like the piano the more I play it, but, but when I started out, Maybe I wanted to do other things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But but that was your first instrument. Yeah. Was piano. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And so you grew up in a household that encouraged music. Yes. Uh, maybe encouraged yeah. it very strongly, even if you didn't want to do it at first. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Got it. That's, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, went to Rice in Houston. Mm -hmm. That's moving yeah. moving up a little bit. So yeah. your experience at Rice, what was uh, were there any particular teachers, professors, experiences that you had that kind of mm -hmm. maybe opened you up in the more the avant-garde circles yeah, that you draw sure. a lot of your influence. Or was that happening at Rice? Or maybe did it happen before Rice? Or is it kind of blurred together? Or... Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was a little bit of a no, multi-part question. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so it's very it's funny because I um, so well actually okay so at Rice um, there was this yeah there was a, a like a student run new music ensemble mm-hmm. that like was always looking for pianists and I and that, like, that was the kind of thing I got into but also my teacher um, played like he all he also like played a lot of contemporary music and and actually like in my studio somebody somebody was playing the Barrick Sonata and that was kind of my way in oh, actually like just cool. hearing that every week at studio class yeah kind of that I think that's the thing that where I was like, like oh of, the piano the piano's cool yeah yeah right and then yeah and then I started practicing more probably okay. but yeah I originally mm-hmm. yeah it's really funny I originally like wanted to like be in opera or something like that mm-hmm. instead of playing mm-hmm. piano but then mm-hmm. it was like oh piano those awesome. Diane Vini's 12 tone composers got you away yeah, from the opera yeah I know they that's okay, changed though. my that's yeah. beautiful that's beautiful <laughs> uh, and then went to northern Illinois after mm-hmm. so did yeah. you come to Chicago before that or did you come to this area to DeKalb before you uh, well let me let me rephrase this were you planning on coming to Chicago already or did you get into northern did the program there and then decided to move to Chicago after? It, 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 a little bit of both. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to be in Chicago actually, mm-hmm. but, and then that was my excuse for coming right. out. Right, cool. And yeah, coming right. out of Chicago. Great. And Greg Beyer, the percussionist, yeah. was he, is yes, he, he's still he teaching there. Do you guys know each other? I know him a little bit through okay. a friend. He is a phenomenal percussionist. Yeah. <laughs> so actually really. he was a huge, huge influence on me. Yeah. Okay. During, like we rehearsed all the time, like, yeah, and, and played just a lot of stuff together and, um, and yeah, I learned a lot of, uh, yeah, I learned a lot about music and rehearsing from him and, and played like a, a lot of different pieces when I was out there. Great. And yeah. It was a great, like it's DeKalb, so it's like, and it's two years and like, it was like, like you could do so much work when you are in DeKalb because you're right. Like, Unless you like corn. Right, which fortunately was not an issue for me. Great. I did go to Cornfest though. You did go to Cornfest? Yes, because like the, they're like the corn crabs are so good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, development I've been noticing here since I've been here 21 years which I think is fantastic and maybe it's just me um, noticing it more I didn't notice it back then but I don't think so I'm seeing less of a divide between free free improvised music and quote-unquote classical modern classical new music um, folks collaborating together classical musicians who improvise improvise people who are reading like this thing I didn't notice it as much when you know 20 years ago yeah. there was a, a strong collaboration between free jazz and like rock music pop music like the mm-hmm. whole thrill jockey thing was strong drag city a lot of times someone like Jim O'Rourke would invite Ken Vandermark to play in his record like this okay. these things were happening but I wasn't noticing what was happening now which I think is fantastic which I'm seeing a lot more collaborations with improvisation and, and new music. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, related to that, when someone comes up to you and says, this is the question I hate the most, but I'm just going to ask you, what style of music do you play? Uh-huh. When someone says, what's your identity? Do you say, I'm, I'm primarily working new music? Do you say I'm an improviser? Or do you just... Yeah. 
Do you or do you not even worry about putting yourself in a category? Like I I usually I say that I play the piano and then like if they want to know what I play, they just have to come to show. You like or totally. like you can you can find out if you or like it's not like hey I'm not. It's just like I play the piano and that can mean a bunch of things and they might not know that but right I don't I don't have to. Be you don't like, have to. That, that's yeah. Because cool. it is a beautiful. It's when I was here. I've been here for twenty years and I. It's really, a, a, I gotta say, one of the most fantastic developments I've yeah. seen in the Chicago scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of different reasons. But, um, so connected to that, uh, Restroy is a more of an improvisational group you, you yeah. perform in. Yeah. So that group, I'm doing pretty well without my notes, right? <laughs> this is fun. That particular group is a Chris Denman. Is mm-hmm. he the, oh, the so, band leader? Yeah, yeah, he's the band leader. And are they. Are there, is there written tunes, or do you do mostly improvisation with that group? Yeah. Or what's the... That, yeah, that group is... The tunes, like, they're all originals that he writes, so there's always a chart, but they, but it always then there's always something. There's something on paper, but then it, it like, kind of it does kind other of maybe, things, too. Got it. So, got yeah. it. so it's really loose, and it's much more heavily yeah. in improv- improvisation. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly, like completely what I'm talking about with this idea with so it's because I know um, Kevin Davis quite well the cellist yeah, yeah, yeah. and the idea playing. of working in the improvised music world and modern classical it's really just fantastic to see this these collaborations happening and the drummer in that group Avril Ra mm-hmm. who, who is an outstanding musician also has one of my favorite quotes about being a musician in the world what and it, it came up to me once and it was after a gig and I'm like man you sound great and he goes if you got a good sound, you always sound good. <laughs> wow, Avril. And I'm like, this is like a Yogi yeah. Berra kind of thing, but it was like beautiful. I'm like, he's totally right. Nice. So <laughs> and then I went home and like bought new cymbals that night. I'm like, yeah, he's still, <laughs> still not, not quite where he is, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he always. He said something like on our last tour that like kind of which was like don't mistake. He said like I'm. It's not, he said like don't mistake the map for the land. Which, wow. which I really was like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. better coming from him. But. Yeah, uh, Avril <laughs> so is. If you get a chance to hear Avril play drums, Avril yeah. Rob, please do. He is outstanding, really fantastic. Um, Samuel Del Niente, mm-hmm. you started work, when did you start working with that group? And how did that come about? How did that come? It was so, it was literally like just chance, almost chance, like I was playing something and the founder of the group was, was there. Um, but, but yeah, I've been playing with them since 2007, so okay. that's the that's, longest wow. time I've been in a group. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, and you're group. going somewhere soon with that group. Yeah, we're uh, going to L.A. this week. Um, we're playing uh, a concert series at Disney Hall called Noon to Midnight, so from noon to midnight they have like a bunch of, like a really stacked, like it's really, yeah, a lot of groups, a lot of music, they commissioned um, a lot of new pieces from different groups and very cool. Or, yeah, it's it's really fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. So. Uh, last question, then I'll open it up to see if anyone in the audience has any questions. Um, if that's okay with you, yeah. great, okay. awesome. The record, the recording you have for sale tonight. Could you talk a little bit about that? 
about sure. the homage. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that that's my my most recent album. Um, came out last September, and it involves um, a, a really unusual tuning. Um, so so basically, it's two pianos that are kind of at a right angle, mm-hmm. and um, the piano on my right hand is tuned down a quarter step. So it's like I got all the keys in between the keys, and I play them at the same time. Okay. Um, and uh, it's really, uh, I think it's really awesome. <laughs> I think yeah. you should check it out. But like, it's like it's like it's very minimal, and like each there's like three parts, and each part um, each part has a very distinct. Uh, it's an homage to a different composer and. But the sound, the sound is pretty nuts. Like because, like, how often do you get to hear like in between? The that is super piano, cool. So. so, who are the composers? That, the, uh, uh, the the com- oh, the composer is um, Georg Haas. Okay. Um, uh, and then the homage are um, the first one is to Ligeti, mm-hmm. and then the second one is to um, uh, Joseph Matthias Hauer, and then the third one is to Reich. Oh, and you'll recognize the you'll recognize their identities in each of these but just transfer it onto quarter tones. Fantastic, super cool. Any questions for Mabel? Yes. How do you prepare for the kind of performance you gave? That's a great question. I have a, okay, so so what I did actually was I, I had a couple, I sat I sat in a chair and I thought for a really long time and then I recorded myself repeatedly. I have like hours and hours of myself playing and then and it was always like so from doing that I knew that I knew a duration like because I always seemed to do a certain duration and then I started to move parts around and there started to be things that I thought maybe were like viable ways of like getting from things so like it was kind of it, w- it was kind of from there but it was also a little bit of just surprises like it was also a little bit lazy because I just I only I used like what I already had working on other things and so like a lot of the stuff I'm going to use like in, in the pieces that we're going to play this weekend. No, you can't actually. So, the contract <laughs> that you're going to sign downstairs. But, but I, I use them in totally different ways. I was like, oh, oh but the, 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 you know, the evil can do this or yeah. the thing yeah, can yeah, do yeah, that. Totally. And so, like, it was just, yeah, it was also just fun to be like, oh, because I feel like I've, I've made a lot of sounds on a piano before and it's fun to, like, be like, oh, here's the thing that might work. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was just, like, literally just recording myself repeatedly and then keeping the things that I thought were all right. Super cool. So yeah. Super cool. Any other questions? Hi. 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 So another way of thinking about the is it is it improviser versus is it composed or is it jazz or is it new music? But thinking about sort of the 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 like the lo- the locus of your creation because you do a lot of collaboration and interpretation mm-hmm. and then cre- and then create then creation here yeah. so I guess like first one question as related to a lot of like the original work you do like the like Uto body Megalorn Shirley mm-hmm. uh, was there a point at which you realized you moved from interpreting to creating um, that just at some point in your life mm-hmm. and other question being. Um, what is what is what is the relationship between the, interpret, the thin line between interpreting something versus creating with or around it? Because like you just said, like you're using the preparations for one for one piece to create another thing. And 
you know, obviously it all yeah. comes together, but I feel like, yeah, so, I'll need two hours. To that. That's okay. Get a bottle a of wine in here. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great questions. Yeah. Wow. Well, creativity versus interpretation. Where is the, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know where to start. It's I, just like. I would okay. say, I mean, for, I don't want to make this about me at all, but just yeah, to get the should attempt to answer such yeah. a wonderful question, I feel the most creative. Um, what I felt that if it's a, a piece that's not written by me, but it was written by another composer, mm -hmm. and um, um, performed the piece when I didn't have to think about anything at all during the performance of the piece, when I had a very clear mind and the work just happened. Um, I felt like I'm being at my absolute most creative. So it was a creative interpretation of the piece is translated to me as it's not work, it's a clear mind. I made something happen. It felt like it lasted a minute, it may have been a 30 minute long piece. And that for me is like this idea of like create creativity connected to interpretation. Yeah. Um, so actually that does make me think of something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of times like we so a lot a lot of times I, I get like a piece that is like totally new, someone just wrote it and mm -hmm. they're trying out new things and like it's very funny because like it um it kind of exists in this place where it's still like it he they did write something but it still could be um it could it could be like one thing or another and like different things work. Right. But, and so, like, you're always kind of like, if you don't feel like too tied to, um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like a new composition, like, just kind of rides this uh, kind of a line between, like, I ha I can put some input, mm -hmm. like, right. you know, and I, I can be like, hey, what do you, like, I did this this time. What do you think of this? And, like, right. so that already, um, that, yeah. Also, there's such a, a line between creative interpretation of a written piece of music versus being creative in an improvised piece of yeah, music. Yeah, you know? right. And that is, for me, that's like one of the reasons I play music. Yes. Yeah. And before I had a child, when I toured a lot more, it was I've always wanted to have a set of music together and I wanted to go on the road and play every night to see how one piece of music could be so completely different each night, even though it's technically the same piece. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. a through composed piece of music, or it's a piece like tonight that has like more of a narrative through line with yeah. sections to fill in. It just, it was amazing yeah. to me. Like, why did it sound so completely different? Oh, mm -hmm. because we had that huge argument in the van mm -hmm. about where we were supposed to eat today. You know, mm -hmm. all the other mitigating factors or this happened or that happened. Yeah. But it's a very, very interesting topic. Yeah. Well, you might be like playing in Restore has that feeling too where like the piece, yeah, like, and it's, it's very satisfying to like, to like, there is, a thing that's on paper but like but then it it just like it depends yeah it depends on like what the group did that day or like what yeah, there's like, so many other the factors sun involved, looked like right? or something yeah, yeah like yeah so but also yeah. um, this idea of bringing in a piece of music to a rehearsal I find once you've worked on it once there's all the magic mm -hmm. and then you perform it and it's lost a little bit of this magic it's, it's a weird thing with me where like I almost have more fun in the process of rehearsing yeah. something because I'm putting everything into it and then you learn a little bit too much about it and oh, so it yeah. changes your approach to it uh -huh. and it feels like not quite as like I read a lot about Thelonious Monk how he liked to record uh -huh. one take 
maybe two takes of a piece, generally one take. So if you screwed up something, well, that's on you, like, because he didn't want any more than like one or two takes of a piece, because that's where, when it was like the most magical, because in a way, your awareness of the music is at its most heightened state, because you barely know the piece. Mm 